Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Hey, thank you for tuning in the Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Joel Bruzicki with Mike Kepler. <laughs> don't say, now don't you say your name wrong. Oh, no. was that wrong? We've got a lot of other people out there who can do that. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's wrong. I've been trying to learn. I mean, what's right and what's wrong when it comes to <laughs> pronunciations, right? I've been trying to learn how to pronounce it, but I maybe I should listen to the Growing in Grace podcast and see how they actually pronounce it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Bruzicki and Gappler. I think people sometimes they hear it, and then if you're anything like me, you kind of forget it. Yeah, I think that's true. I've had I had one. I was wasn't going to bring this up, but I was in the hospital lately, and a nurse asked me my name, and I said Joel Brzezicki, and she said Brzezicki, and I'm like, oh. yes. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you you actually said that right. Nobody <laughs> ever, even after I tell them, people don't pronounce it right. And then she just said it perfectly. I'm like, you're my friend. <laughs> we, we can get along here, but it's just a name. Like you say, what's right, what's wrong? Who knows? Who cares? Uh, what matters What matters is the gospel and that you send all of your money to us so that we can get rich off of this thing because that's what the gospel <laughs> is about. That's why that's why God created the gospel, right? So so that people could get rich off of it. I mean, if you listen to some people, it just seems like the, <laughs> I'm obviously being silly, being goofy here on purpose. But um, and I think sometimes the gospel has gotten a bad name uh, because of things like that. Sell your seed to my ministry, and it's the people turn on the TV, and all they hear is people talking about money. Give your money. Give your money. Give your money. Or the Lots of different things, and, and in a different vein, you know, um, people think of, when they think of the gospel, it's steps to living right. This is how, you know, God gave the gospel, and now you have all these rules and these different things. The preacher's going to preach all these steps or all these principles, and that's uh, that's to get people to live right. And so the gospel to many people, and I think why many people maybe turn away from gospel talk is because they think that all they're going to hear is how to uh, live right and that's not what the gospel is either so we went through some of that stuff last week not exactly what i was just saying there but just the basics of what the gospel is it's it's has nothing to do with our works and has to do with god's very own work that he did and then his gift of righteousness um that he gave to us freely when we believe that it has nothing to do with anything that we ever did, good or bad. You can have, you could be the worst of the worst of the worst of all people of all time, and you could even be the best of the best. You know, sometimes Paul would recall some of his works that he did and his confidence that he formerly had according to the flesh, according to the things that he did, according to his Jewish pedigree. And he said, you know, I had to count that all as dung, counted it all as rubbish so that I could be found in Christ, not having my own righteousness, but that which is through faith in Jesus Christ. And so that's when it comes to the gospel, that's what the gospel is. It's God's gift 
of his own righteousness that he gave to us freely. And something else that we want to talk about as we we're, we've been talking about, you know, the basics of of what the gospel is, what grace is. And one thing that gets missed, too, if we can see where we want to go with this is just the fact that it's not about bad people being made good, but it's about the fact that we were dead, spiritually speaking, and God made us alive. That's what happened to us in Christ. And so we'll talk about that. And who knows where, where else will this will lead us this week on Growing in Christ. <laughs> you know, <laughs> some people who haven't been around the church block, uh, spiritual things, religious things, church things. I mean, it's, it's kind of Greek to them, pun intended, perhaps. But <laughs> it's, um, it's something, you know, we use words a lot of times in, because you and I have been in this for a long time, and a lot of Christians do this too. We, we use these words that are sort of commonplace for us. I mean, you might even think of words like scripture. Uh, you mentioned righteousness, and, and we did talk about it last week. But it just means right standing with mm-hmm. God. I mean, to put it in plain, simple English, if you speak our language, <laughs> we are heard all around, around the world. world. And, and I know English isn't everybody's first language who listens to us, uh, like in London, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, we were watching a show on TV the other day where they, they speak English. It's based in, in, in England. And I kept thinking to myself, man, I'm glad I have these subtitles on the screen. <laughs> but, uh, but seriously, um, we, we come up with some of this stuff, and, and people don't always register it. you know. So righteousness, right standing with God, as Joel said, and as we discussed last week, it's, it's a gift. It's, that's, that's the difference. I mean, because so many people, especially on the outside looking in, they kind of have this impression that it's about how, how good can I be? Will I be good enough? What's it going to take? And they, they're kind of left going through life wondering. I mean, even some of the most committed churchgoers can, can fall into that. Am I, am I really right with God? Am, am I forgiven? Um, do I have eternal life? Am I saved? Those questions might go through the minds of an unbeliever. They should never go through the mind of a believer right. uh, if they're hearing the good news, if they're hearing the gospel. And so that's why we're talking about what what is this? Well, so that was a big cog in the wheel, the righteousness of God gifted to us. That's what was revealed in, in the gospel after the, the death and resurrection of Jesus. A lot of people didn't get it even back in that day, still don't get it today, but, but Paul did get it because he had this direct revelation from God and began to expound upon it where he traveled and in his writings and so forth. So it's not so much about turning bad people into good. That, that's not really what the gospel is. The, the gospel is turning dead people into living people, people who are spiritually dead coming to life. Hmm. And that's what Jesus did for us. So, you know, I, I heard I, years ago, Joel, before I hit the grace bridge, I was just trudging along on a religious road a saved person who is caught up in a, in a works mentality. And I heard somebody say, God didn't come to make bad people good. Oh, surprise, he came to make uh, dead people live. 
And of course, uh, he was in front of a live audience. It was on an album I was listening to and, and people were cheering, oh yes, yes, brother, amen. And I'm thinking the same thing inside myself, but I think, I think uh, in, in my own mind, even though I heard that, and it was certainly a true statement like what we're talking about here today, he came to make dead people live. I think I thought that that meant people who were dead, who came to life, now do a whole bunch of good religious mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep, I had that mindset <laughs> so, Somehow too. I just thought that those dominoes just kind of fell right in a row. And certainly, certainly, uh, we who are in Christ are called into good works, but it, it's God working through us. It's, it's not our efforts, like the Bible uh, explains with the, the Jewish people trying to pursue a law of works and commandments that nobody could ever keep. It's a whole different ballgame than that. Yeah, and and you know, check this out. You know, something that um, having to do with that, I was reminded of this this parable that Ma- that um, Jesus told in Matthew twenty two. I won't go through the whole thing, but it's about a a king who arranged a marriage for his son, and, and a lot of people were invited, and a lot weren't willing to come. Um, and so the king said, uh, you know. Uh, Look, look at all this stuff I prepared. Come to the wedding. But they made light of it and went their ways uh, to their farm, to their businesses. So finally he says, and I'm paraphrasing the parable, but um, (laughs) in the end, Matthew 22, 8, then he said to his servants, the wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Basically, they rejected the invitation. They rejected this freed uh, feast. So therefore, go into the highways and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. So the people that were invited were both bad and good. So it, it, it has nothing to do with, oh, only the good people came. So their behavior really wasn't the issue because all were allowed to come. So it didn't matter. And in reality, when it comes down to it, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So it's like none of us are are really able to come because of our own goodness. But the point of that is that, like you said, there are, it shouldn't even be a question in the mind of believers, you know, how bad or good they are. Because the fact is that it wasn't that they were bad and became good. It's just that what, whatever their behavior was, it had nothing to do with that. But they were dead, spiritually dead, and they needed life, and God gave them that life freely. So that's, I think, a very important part of the gospel that people need to understand. I think it's very much left out of a lot of gospel presentations and, and a lot of the understanding that people have of the gospel. And, you know, Paul spent an entire chapter on this, essentially, in 1 Corinthians 15. It's a long chapter, not going to go through the whole thing. But he starts off by saying, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which you also received and in which you stand, by which you are also saved, if you hold fast to the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. So this, unless you believed in vain, just real quickly, he goes on to explain what he means. He's not saying that, well, you believed in vain if you started doing good, but now all of a sudden you're changing to doing bad. But he is making... A big point in this chapter, 1 Corinthians 15, that Christ, for I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, 
And so the point here is that he was ra- Jesus was raised from the dead. But he goes on to say, now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, why do some of you say there is no resurrection? If there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. So the point, if, if the only way that a person will have believed in vain is if Christ had not raised from the dead. In other words, he's saying that it's so important that we understand that Christ raised from the dead, that there is resurrection from the dead, because if he, if he didn't, then all this stuff, our, our faith, everything that has to do with Christ, it's all in vain. And then the point here, as he goes on, is that we also were raised together with Christ. If Christ is not risen, your faith is futile, you are still in your sins. But because Christ has risen from the dead, we have been raised together with him. Again, we were dead, and Christ died for our sins, but he was also buried, and he rose again the third day. And so that's what's important, that he rose to, He rose again from the dead, and we, through faith, we have been raised together and joined together with him in that life. And that's a big part of the gospel, too. Well, it's, yeah, obviously. Uh, I, I mean, and this this is why it's so important to, to begin to just get a little nugget of this so that it can grow, get the seed planted, let, let it grow in, in, the, in the knowledge of your understanding uh, along those same lines, you know, in, in Ephesians chapter 2, Paul starts out telling the people he's writing to, you were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, and he goes on with that. Then in verse 4, he says, but God, being rich in mercy, but God. That's a great Mm. phrase right there. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you can use that in a lot of religious circles um, after you hear somebody talk. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us. And and, uh, you've got Jews and Gentiles included here in this writing audience here. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, he has made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace, immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So there you go. Um, death to life. That's really what the gospel is about. Right. I mean, I think this all highlights a lot of the things that we've been talking about in that we spent a few weeks in the past, uh, just in the recent past, talking about how the law, the law has nothing to do, you know, the works of the law, keeping the works of the law has nothing to do with you know, leading a person to Christ, because it really has nothing to do with whether or not a person was able to keep the law. And a a person who didn't have the law, a Gentile, it had nothing to do with their works either, because the whole thing is a gift of God. Like you say, the rightness of God, being in right standing with God, his free gift of righteousness, and his free gift of life, that I, I can't emphasize that enough, it has absolutely nothing nothing whatsoever to do with our works. I quoted from Romans 4, I think, last week. To him who works, you know, if it's about your works, then the wages of that are not counted as grace, but as debt. God owes you 
a debt. If, if your works are the thing that makes you righteous, then he owes you a debt because, yeah, you've been good enough and I owe you, I owe you this uh, righteousness and I owe you this life. But Paul says, but, another but, but to him who does not work but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. And he goes on in, in chapter 4 with all this talk about faith and this new life, this gift of righteousness that we've been given uh, has nothing to do with work. So when it comes to the gospel, when it comes to understanding what the gospel is, it's so, so ever so important for people to understand. And when we're, when we're trying to communicate the gospel with people, has nothing to do, to, to do with their works. I think so many people, I think why, one reason why this is important in this day and age, so many people are turned off, as I started saying in the beginning, they're turned off by gospel talk and talk about Jesus and God because the church in general, speaking in a generality here, of course, has presented the gospel as a works-based message you were bad and now you now Jesus saved you and you start doing good and again there's nothing wrong with doing good 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 is good doing good is good but that's not the gospel when you've received this new life it might be a good uh, benefit of that life it's a consequence you've got this new life and your life turns around and some good things come out of it but again that's the gospel itself is that we we were dead and we've been made alive together with Christ this has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.